You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. This episode is brought to you by Euphoria, the one and only company to offer personalized designer nutrition created specifically for you based upon your DNA profile. Their DNA test unlocks the secrets to your actionable genes and their influence on your body, and they've made the process as simple as possible for you. Your saliva contains DNA from the cells in your mouth, and the Euphoria Kit contains instructions on collecting and providing your sample to be analyzed from their CLIA and HIPAA certified lab. This means no one has your DNA information other than you and your lab tech and Euphoria. The lab then processes your DNA and your genetic data is used to generate your personalized report. This report includes over 20 pages about nutritional ingredients as well as specific foods and how they respond to your body. Their custom designer, Nutrition, also contains nearly 100 peer-reviewed plant-based ingredients along with raw food, superfoods, prebiotics, enzymes, vitamins, and minerals. Yes, you heard that correct. When you take Euphoria, you no longer have to blindly mix and match your vitamins, no longer having to figure out how much you should take of each one because it's all ready for you inside your Euphoria supplement. And one of my favorite things about Euphoria is that their formulas are non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegan. Okay, if you'd love to hear more about Euphoria, check them out in our show notes. Welcome back to the Flaunt Your Fire show, where we explore what it means to be marketed and branded in a way that unapologetically flaunts the fire that fuels your business. Say goodbye to stereotypes and societal boxes as you begin to attract the right people, your people. This is where you and your team get to be yourselves in person, whatever that may look like right now, and online as you serve the people that light your fire. I am your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire Marketing, India Jackson, and today I am joined by a guest. And the guest, he just brought so much to this episode. So 
spoiler alert, this one's a bit long, but there are a ton of gems here. There's a lot of great advice, a lot of great feedback, especially for what is on people's radar right now, which for a lot of you is being interviewed on podcasts and also batching your own podcast episodes if you have a podcast already. And what I've seen happening is what's on the rise right now is for people who were used to making their primary content from YouTube or blogging, they're transitioning over to podcasts because there's no specific location you need to have in the background because it's just audio. And the same time, it allows people to take in your content in a way that is a little bit more passive. They can listen to you while they're working from home during this coronavirus quarantine. So knowing that that's on your radar, I thought that it'd be a great time to release this episode. And who better to be on it than Travis Brown? So Travis Brown is someone that I met through hearing another podcast interview that he did. Uh, and he has a really great presence on Instagram. He is the inventor of Poddex. And it's a really cool thing that we'll talk about a little bit later in the episode. But Travis is bringing like all of his best advice and feedback here to this episode. And I really appreciate him for giving you so much value here. Now, Travis Brown is a husband, he's a dad, he's a podcast editor, and he is a coach dedicated to helping business owners launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. He's also the inventor of Poddex, and he has really like unique podcast interview questions in the palm of your hand through Poddex. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into what that is. But before we go into that, I'd love to give you some fun facts about him. So he's launched over 50 new podcasts for clients. That's a lot. And he's edited over 2,000 podcast interviews. Holy moly. His clients have over 2 million downloads. And what he and I have in common in addition to podcasts is he loves working out. And his passion is making art and music. I love music. Not good at making it, but absolutely love it. So he and I are definitely kindred souls there. And when I asked him, what is one thing that has helped him flaunt his fire? You know, he he used language that is like true to my heart. He said, unapologetically being himself. What you see is what you get. And I think that that is so important these days because... We're having to transition people who had a business that was mostly through text and in-person interaction. And then now, like, people upping the ante and getting on Zoom and, you know, Skype and FaceTime with clients, it really is um, kind of putting them in a new arena. And you want to make sure that everything feels aligned, that the person they thought they were going to get is who they're getting showing up no matter what platform, no matter what format. So he says you either get him or you don't. And he's totally cool about that. And I love that. Like, either you're going to like him or you're not. (laughs) And that's okay. Not everybody is for everyone. So I am excited to dive into this episode. And spoiler alert, we have a treat for you at the end. Travis is giving a really great offer. So Make sure you listen all the way to the end so you can hear what that is and what that opportunity is that he's presenting to each and every one of you. All right, so let's go into this episode. Let's get the show on the road. Thank you so much for being here today, Travis. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. 
I appreciate you being here. I know it's like crazy times as we're recording this. There's coronavirus. We might be going into lockdown. So thank you just for making the time for this amongst the craziness. No problem. A lot has changed since we last spoke. That's what I was thinking of today. I was like, wow, since we uh, did an interview, uh, God, a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, the world has changed in a very interesting way. So it's uh, we're getting two sides of the coin in this conversation. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited that we're having it. Um, we, How could we have seen this coming? But I know that one of the things that people um, are doing right now is they're batching their content if they have a podcast because they're home with the kids and they're just putting the disclaimer on there. You might hear kids and the dog in the background. Um, or if they don't have their own podcast, they're really focused right now on getting on other people's podcast and pitching and really just making the most use of the time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just really working on their visibility. Absolutely. Now is a time to spend this pause, uh, you know, growing yourself. So learning new things, doing as much as you can remotely. So going on other people's podcasts is a really great idea. I just went to PodFest 2020 in Orlando, Florida, beautiful Orlando, Florida. And I, I got to sit through all these awesome panels about people telling you tips and tricks on how to grow your podcast. And the number one answer for how to grow a podcast is to go on other people's podcasts because you're able to leverage their their audience and make yourself known to them and share your value with them. So going on other people's podcasts right now is a great idea if you're stuck somewhere or you're trying to maximize this time during this. I keep calling it the pause. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm with you that that's a really great idea. Yeah, and uh, I'll add to that. One of the number one things that I've seen is if you are going to go on other people's podcasts, make sure at the end when you say where people can find you that you mention your podcast. It's something I see people forget, and I'll raise my hand and be honest and say sometimes I do because this podcast is new, but it makes a huge difference because they're already in a podcast listening app to just kind of throw yours out there instead of just your website and your Instagram. Absolutely. It's very easy to just search and click on a new subscription. And uh, that's a great way to get new subscribers into your into your world. Yeah. So for my listeners that don't know, um, we actually met each other because you were on a mission to interview. I think you said a thousand people. Like, yes. oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> yes. I, I was trying to set the world record for interviews in a single year. Uh, not that there is, I don't know what the Guinness World Book of Records is. There's probably somebody with a lot more than that. But I, I wanted to set an audacious goal for 2020. And I love talking to people and meeting new people. I do sales in my day life. And I just, I'm generally interested in people. So I thought to sit down and try to find as many people as I could with no specific background like it could be you know I've met everything from a marine to you know fitness instructors to just like random people who want to be interviewed on a podcast and they're all over the world so it's just really interesting to talk to people and find out more about them um, a lot of podcasts uh, you know are trying to give value or teach you something or maybe have self-interest but this one is purely a social experiment to meet people and learn about them. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's funny uh, when you said you met the different range of people, I'm like a lot of those fitness instructors and business coaches probably came from me. Uh, when I saw the post, I like just 
DM'd a lot of people that I thought would be interested. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate like, that. You gave yourself a huge number. <laughs> yes, you know, and it's it, it's difficult because uh, one time, but you know, I wanted to just you know the the New Year is one of my favorite times of the year. It's like the reboot. It's like okay, I'm fresh. I'm ready to do something new, and I do a lot in the world of podcasting. So I like to practice what I preach, and you know, I want to really sharpen my interviewing skills. I want to be able to go into any room, meet any human being and just make them feel like they're the only person there and really learn about them because you can really learn a lot about people and you can learn a lot of new things from different people if you just ask the right questions. And it's, I guess it's sort of a superpower. I I get people to just tell me just everything somehow like if you need someone to tell you a secret i can just start talking to them and somehow they're going to tell me their secret so it's been a lot of fun and i'm i'm learning a lot <laughs> about interviewing people and especially doing it remotely so um just really been a fun social experiment yeah i mean i think that that's one of the things that stood out to me most about you is even before like we started recording the episode um you're just really easy to talk to and I know that that doesn't come easy for everyone, but I'll definitely throw that reminder out there that I feel like the more you talk to people, the easier it gets. Um, yeah, it's just better it, conversation it, comes from having conversation. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a practice, right? So it's, it's you know, everything that you practice, you're, you're going to learn every single time and you're going to be able to perfect that skill. Just like if I was going to learn how to paint or if I was going to learn how to cook, you know, you're going to make, you're going to make some bad dishes, right? But uh, if you keep doing it, you know, you're going to improve and constantly improve. And, and uh, it's, it's a lot of, I, I really do. I really am interested in people. So it makes it very easy for me. So I think if you're a podcaster and you're doing interviews, you really have to do a couple things to be super successful. So, you know, first of all, you really need to learn how to stop talking. So when you ask somebody a question, don't just wait for them to stop talking so you can share your bit. You really have to make it a sort of pedestal to put people on to showcase them. And then you, you sprinkle in and you pepper in your own thoughts and feelings. But um, for interviewing purposes, you really have to get into that mindset of just sort of shut up, you know, just stop talking. <laughs> um, and it's hard to do <laughs> because you're, you know, you may not be in the same room. It's a little bit awkward. You may not be able to see each other. But um, that's a really key point in becoming a sex successful. Well, that was that was a slip. Successful, a sexy podcaster. A sexy <laughs> podcaster. Uh, uh, a successful podcast uh, interviewer via podcasting <laughs> is to really learn how to focus on your guests. Now, what I'm doing is very random. So I'm just like interviewing random people. And so I don't do a lot of research, but when I do an actual podcast where I'm interviewing for a specific purpose, I come prepared. I don't just come on a podcast and say, so tell me what you do, you know, because that's not a good use of your guest time. So you really want to focus on like investigating this person, a quick Google search. You can, um, what I found success with is finding other interviews they've done recently. Okay. Um, especially if you can find some that are sort of off the beaten path or uh, not like a mainstream outlet because they typically share different information there and you can kind of get a, a vibe on how they interact, what what some of the, the things are promoting or talking about, and you can weave your sort of pre-podcast outline to suit them better. 
So that's uh, another thing that I really think people sometimes miss out on. I think we're so busy that we schedule a podcast. We're like, okay, I'll deal with it when it gets and it's 2.20 and you got to go on at 2.30 and you haven't even looked at their Wikipedia or, you know, just to give your guest the honor of doing just a single Google search on them before you interview them. It will help you a lot, right? Yeah. And I also think um, to add to that, I would say to do a search for them in Apple Podcasts because if they've been on their interviews, it's great to listen to like their lens, their angle, how do they show up. Um, a, you want to make sure they're a good fit because you know that's important, but also it tells you a little bit more about them and lets you see what you can pull from. So full transparency, I first actually found out about you from a podcast interview you did on someone else's podcast. And uh, I heard that, and then I discovered pod decks. So cool. It's kind of yeah. how this came together today. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so if you don't know what pod decks are, I created a product uh, for podcasters called pod decks. They are decks of cards that have unique interview questions on them. So you can literally um, shuffle this deck and pull a card and ask a question. And um, there's a bunch of different ways you can use them. You can use them to like plan out a podcast and have some questions ready. You can use it as a game during your show. I even like to use it as a warm up before the interview. A lot of people show up, they may be rushed, nervous, having technical uh, technical problems, and they're, they're just not like, um, you know, vibing yet. So you can just say, hey, listen, before we get started, I just want to ask you some questions. And you ask them some of these questions that may be kind of goofy or, or, or deep or, you know, interesting, depending on which deck you have. And it really puts people at ease because they know that you're not just, uh, you know, going to try to grind them through your podcast interview car wash that you're, you know, you're fun and you're kind of, you know, kind of wacky and you really want to get to know them. And a lot of times in that pre-interview, I'll record just in case because you get some gold out of those because people are just, you know, uh, nervous. I mean, it's it's a little bit if you're not used to talking into a microphone and doing a remote interview, it can be very nerve wracking and um, it can come out through your personality. So uh, that's what pod decks are. Um, there's no real accessories for podcasters. And I think that new podcasters without a broadcast background um, sometimes need a tool or a little help. I love to go live on Instagram with them and I just post pictures of the cards on my Instagram and I get so much engagement because your audience wants to be part of you, right? And they want to engage with you. And if you ask them an interesting question, they have the opportunity to uh, be a part of that and get on a soapbox and say what they think. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, it was actually sort of a byproduct. I, I made a course on how to start podcasting. And as a bonus for that course, I made decks of cards with interesting questions to give away to people who purchased the course. And I, what I found was that nobody wanted my course, that everybody was just interested in the cards. So it was a happy accident <laughs> business. And uh, currently we've got podcasters all over the world using pod decks. We're, we're, we're working on an app uh, for, for pod decks now too. So it's just been a, a wild fun experiment and I've got to meet so many cool people and have so many interesting conversations from just this one accidental business. Yeah, so I'm really curious to know how you landed on pod decks because the questions in there are so good. Yeah, so <laughs> I spent a great deal of time thinking of questions, uh, trying to think of what would create, you know, what kind of questions would create something where you could riff off of that and go deeper. So instead of just saying like, 
a question and then having an answer, sort of open-ended questions, which plays back into proper interviewing. So you want to ask open-ended questions of people so they can elaborate and you can interact. Uh, another thing I like to do, I have a would you rather deck and it's just a question. Would you rather do this? Mm. That? And what I love to do is ask that question. And a lot of times you'll get sort of like a quick gut uh, reaction answer, but then all you have to do is say why. And then they go, oh, well, because this, 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 and this. And, and it becomes a conversation as opposed to just a uh, rapid fire sort of question. So um, was your question how I came up with the name for the company Poddex or just how I came up with the question? No, you actually gave me the exact answer okay. <laughs> how you came up with the deck and the concept. Yes. And I love it like because I think that sometimes as an interviewer, you can kind of start to get into like a script of what am I going to ask people? And then it becomes so formulaic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and there's, having there's, that deck is really helpful. Yeah. And there's a lot of great podcasts that do sort of a format where they'll ask all the guests a similar question. So you have sort of that continuity between uh, if you're if you're very niche, like say you're a business podcast and you ask certain questions that are business related, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But there's a lot of podcasts that are simply conversational or, you know, just guys sitting around microphones. And uh, when you throw something like this in the it's it's what it does is it surprises your audience. So I like to compare podcasting to music. So I've been a musician all my life. I used to tour the country, still make music. And the best part about music when you're listening to it is when it does something that you're not expecting. And you you go, yes. what was that? Rewind that part. Or if there's a breakdown or a, or a cool like bass drop or anything, you're like, oh, that's my favorite part of the song because you weren't expecting it, right? So by putting questions like this as a part of your show or doing something different in your podcast, you shake it up, you surprise your audience, and it's it's magnetic. People just love it. They'll eat it up. So um, again, you know, I just wanted to make something. There are no accessories for podcasters besides microphones and headphones, and that's boring because microphones yeah. all do the same thing and headphones all do the same thing. And for the most part, if you buy a decent microphone for $60 plus, you're golden. Uh, so it's not the sexiest thing to keep promoting, but um, you know, having something that someone can hold in their hand, I like the physicality of it. I like shuffling cards because I like to play cards, so it's fun for me to to shuffle them and just pull them, and uh, it's it's really just been a lot of fun. So I'm curious to know, like, what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way of interviewing? what will be a thousand people when you're done? Yes. So I've learned quite a bit. So you want to set expectations with your guests. So I simply put out a link where someone could sign up uh, through Calendly and then it gives them a Zoom link and then we do the interview. Well, what I found was by not telling people, hey, listen, we're going to be on video. We're going to have microphones. I got a lot of people who just like, one guy was driving in his car and I had to tell him, hey, listen, this is not safe for you to be doing right now. Like maybe you want to pull over. Yeah. And um, But just I've had guys in their bedroom, in their bed. I've had people in the bathroom. Um, so you want to set some form of expectation because my expectation was I want to do this and I want to have some video to show because I'm very Instagram centric and I want to post little clips on Instagram. Well, you can't do that with a guy laying in his bed. I mean, you can, but you know, it's not, uh, it's not the best look for everybody. So, um, you want to set expectations. You want to, you know, like your podcast, you have a wonderful intake 
situation where not only do you schedule with someone, but you ask them some important questions like, is there, you know, what would you like to talk about? What would you not like to talk about? The last thing you want to do is offend someone by asking them a sensitive question about something that yes. may be going on with them. So very smart on your part. So um, you want to set expectations. Um, what I've learned, the biggest thing I've learned from interviewing people and setting this kind of wide net of, of capturing people that want to, people want to be interviewed. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or you already have a podcast and maybe you just do like a solo cast, um, people want to be interviewed. They want to share their story. They want to, I mean, you'd be surprised the things people have told me on this uh, just by asking them a question. I mean, they just like, it's like they spill it out and people are waiting to share. So if you're thinking about starting an interview podcast, people will sign up. I mean, I literally just said to the world, I want to interview as many people as possible. And there was just this influx of people who said, they raised their hand and said, I want to be interviewed. Without any preset thing, like I'm going to interview about this specific topic, or just people want to be interviewed. So it's it's a great time right now because we have the ability to have super fast Wi-Fi and be able to do calls like this remotely. We don't have to be sitting next to each other and microphones are super cheap. And uh, so it's a great time to do it. So um, overall, I just learned that people like to share their story and you really have to set some type of expectation with them before they jump on a call with you. <laughs> Okay, now if I am somebody listening and I'm like, hey, I'm not quite ready to start a podcast yet, or I already have one, but I'm looking to pitch myself to be on other people's podcasts, what are some things that you think go into being a good person that's being interviewed? Sure. It's a great question. So being a great interviewer is all about bringing your value to their audience. So let's just say um, the industry is fitness, right? So you, you maybe you're in the fitness industry and you want to be on other fitness podcasts. Well, you have to craft some type of elevator pitch to that person that shares, first of all, that you know who they are, you know what they're about, you know that you're a good fit for their show. So typically this is a compliment. Hey, I just love the episode you did with uh, India and you know, or whatever, you know, show them that you are an active participant in their community and then tell them specifically what you know and why it is a benefit to their audience, right? And that's the fastest way to get accepted or um, thrown into a, a calendar with someone because, you know, if you have an interview podcast and you're serious about it, you don't just want to just have random conversations like I do um, <laughs> with people. <laughs> want to serve your audience. And let's be honest here, with a podcast, you're building a tribe, you're building a community, you're building an audience that you're serving, right? And what we're doing through podcasting is we're edu educating and entertaining. So if a podcast yes. guest doesn't do that and serve your audience, you are way less likely, unless there's just a mass cancellation to, uh, on their schedule to get scheduled on that podcast. So I'm thinking, you know, when you're thinking about the top podcasters or the big ones, like I love to tell everybody who's interviewing, like think of like your dream, inter you know, the person you'd love to be on their show, right? Well, how would you pitch to them? You have to pitch to everybody, like they're Oprah. You know, you have to pitch to everybody uh, in a way that serves what they're doing because everyone's on a mission here to give value to their audience. So I would say that would be my number one recommendation um, is to show them you're a part of their community and give show them before you're on their podcast, tell them how you can help the audience. 
That's really, really great feedback. Uh, I'm going to agree with that too, that it's super important to showcase like what value are you bringing here? And also to be very clear on like, what is it that the person who owns this podcast does? What do they sell and who their people are? Yeah. And one, one other thing you can do, which I love to do because I, it's just who I am. But if you're ever on an interview podcast and someone's interviewing you about halfway through, try to flip it on them and say, well, listen, I've been telling you all about me. Uh, what do you think about blank or whatever the topic is you're talking about, whether it's business or a strategy and flip it on them. First of all, they won't expect it because they're expecting to sit there and interview <laughs> you. So they will be surprised. And you know what? Everyone loves to be surprised. And you'll show you'll show them that you're as interested in them as you in their opinions on what you're talking about as they are you. So don't be a vacuum, right? Don't just be like, uh, you know, don't try to dominate the conversation. Try try it in your next interview. Flip it on them and start asking them questions, and you'll be surprised how the host will absolutely love that. Now, um, you know, I can't guarantee it always works, but that's what I like to do because it makes for a more interesting conversation. I think that's a gem. Like, wow, I've rarely seen anyone do that. Right. So, yeah. So you want to stand out from the crowd <laughs> as an interview guest? Flip it on them. Yeah, I love it. So. <laughs> You're not expecting this, but I'm wondering what is one of the craziest things that someone has said or done while you were interviewing them? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm 100% sure one guy was on the toilet while he was on (gasps) Zoom with me. Like, I'm, I, I mean, he might have just been sitting on it, like with the toilet seat closed, but I'm 100, I mean, just from what I saw in the background, I'm 100% sure he was on the toilet. Um, I've had a lot of people, ironically, who really weren't good at answering questions. Like I would, I would ask a question and they'd be like, I don't know. And they would just kill, like the number one rule in improv is like, you always say yes, right? That's like, if you're going to do improv, they say, so they would do this thing where they would close the loop on me every time. And so it would make for this just like treacherous conversation where they would just, I would ask them a question and, you know, some of the questions you have to like take a beat and think, which is totally cool. Right. But to just say, I don't know, and <laughs> close it off makes it really difficult <laughs> and really uninteresting to listen to. Right. So, um, Very. I haven't had anybody confess like any murders or anything like that. Um, no, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I hope not either, but um, nothing besides that. I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of anything like too crazy. I know one guy I said, I have a question that's like, what do you most deplore about yourself? So essentially what, do you, what do you most not like about yourself? And this guy told mm-hmm. me this elaborate story about how he uh, doesn't like his front teeth because when he was a kid, he like went down this water slide, but he didn't wait until his cousin went down and he like smashed into him head first and he broke out his front teeth and his cousin like had like brain damage or something. It had to be in the <gasps> hospital. So oh every time goodness. he looks at his front teeth, he thinks of his cousin who's just not the same as the water slide day. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, okay, uh, let's take a, let's take a, that was a big story. That. Yeah, that was a, it was a pretty big one. That's probably the like most, I guess, depressing thing I've heard out of people on the, on the podcast. Hmm. Okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit. What's the funniest thing that's happened? As far as an answer or um, 
is yeah. somebody doing something funny. Oh gosh. Um, there's a lot or of- Or doing. Things. Take your pick. Um, <laughs> I have a question where I ask people why they're, you know, when their parents were most disappointed in them. And that one typically gets a lot of pretty good answers as far as people partying. Like um, I get a lot of stories about like coming home just obliterated and having their parents have to like carry them up the stairs or they puked in their bed or like there's a lot of party stories when you when you're asking why you're there or a lot of jail, jail stories like people getting arrested for shoplifting or that's when my parents were most uh, disappointed in me so that's that's probably some of the most funny i should probably make a compilation of that question and just just shoot rapid fire answers uh of everybody's answer because those are typically the the most fun uh, answers. You know what? That would be very oh, interesting. I like that idea. I'm going to listen you. to it if you put it together. Let's flip it on you. When were your parents most disappointed in you? Mm. Are you a, are you a, a goody two shoes or are you a wild child? Honestly, I'm a goody two shoes. Okay. My answer is going to be interesting for most people to hear, but it was actually um, when I decided to go to school for design and get my degree in art and design. Okay. Um, I think they very, very, very had their heart set on me getting a traditional degree and going in the traditional job, especially being here in the Washington, D.C. area where there's that mindset of like, get the good government job and retire early. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the, uh, the beaten path. Right. So, well, good for you for, for doing what you want. I also went to art school and my parents wanted me to go to a state school and I was a artsy fartsy creative musician kid who was never going to get better than C's across the board and (laughs) couldn't get into a state school. And I think my parents were that's not the time they're most disappointed in me but one of many times they were disappointed in me so and i turned out just fine and so did exactly you. exactly you know it's funny um sorry we're off subject now but i feel like the majority of the people that i'm meeting that have done incredible things in their businesses and have just excelled it's because they gave themselves permission to be themselves despite honestly parents disappointment in that and just really allowing themselves to not conform to what society tells you you should do or be to be successful or to have security in your money and your work has really built some of the most creative and interesting people I've met. I'd have to including you. 1000% agree <laughs> with you. All the most interesting people I know are typically from a divorced family, had some hardships in their life and it tur- it puts this like this patina on you that like your experiences in in difficult ways make you become I don't want to say everyone becomes an outlier but you become you in a way that you can't when someone's trying to stick you into a specific square hole if you're a round peg so like as a parent you know what I don't do is you know tell my kids when you grow up you're going to be an architect because I would never, I think it's the worst thing as a parent you could do is, is, you know, expectations are the worst thing for everything in your life, but expecting your children to do something, you just have to be like, you are who you are. If you're a, if you are the president of the United States or you're a serial killer, I'm still going to love you. And, you know, you got to do what, what makes you happy. And, you know, um, it's a, it's a difficult situation because as a parent, you want to guide and you want to make sure that your kid gets the right path, but you also have to let go and say, all right, go to art school. 
go crazy. <laughs> so Yeah, I love hearing more and more parents in our age range kind of taking that approach because I think that when you really allow people to experiment and to kind of discover their own identity and you're supportive with whatever that is, like they can truly thrive. Um, I've seen so many people who are just like the best chef I've ever met or the best artist I've ever met. And it's like, what could that have been if they had been encouraged to do that from the beginning? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, experience something where there's a family business and they're expected to take over that family business and they don't want to. And I meet a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this and my parents don't like it because we have this plumbing company and they want me to take it over and I don't want to be a plumber. And it's like, you shouldn't be a plumber if you don't want to. And it's like, I see what the parents are doing. They're trying to pass down the legacy. But, mm -hmm. you know, in today's day and age, like I'll tell you right now, I have one, co I have two kids and I have one college fund because I'm pretty sure that by the time they're of that age, that there'll be plenty of ways for them to create a lifestyle for themselves without going to a proper school and still have a, a good life with everything they need. So I'm a big proponent and just like blaze your own path experiment, fail, fail. Like I tell my kids all the time when they make a mistake, that's awesome because we're not going to do that again. You know, like we just, we figured yeah. it out, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I changed this convert this podcast to the parenting podcast, but uh <laughs> no, it's totally okay. I'm going to say like, it's been really good to see you blazing your own path. And, you know, I think it's important people to know, like you're human, I'm human. And we have real conversations outside of the recording. Um, but I would love to know in light of blazing your own path, like what's next for you? Because interviewing this many people is huge and Poddocs is doing really well and it's such a great product. Um, what else is on your horizon? Yeah. So right now I, uh, we're building an app, which is a, a huge undertaking. So we're trying to create an app that has Poddocs on it, um, that anybody can download and just start sifting through cards, making custom decks, doing like a roulette situation where it just gives you a random card. So I've been spending a lot of time working on that. Uh, coming up with thousands of questions is is sort of painstaking because you want them to be the right questions. So that's something I'm very excited for in 2020. We're, we're, we're targeting a spring release, but it's my first app. So I have not got to experience all the pitfalls of an app launch. Um, I'm going to continue to release physical decks with pod decks um, because people want different genres. Like I get a lot of requests for sports decks and, you know, um, business decks. So I'm trying to niche some of those out. And then, you know, on the other side of my business, I spend a lot of time helping people launch podcasts and I also edit people's podcasts. So I do have some pretty hefty goals of getting new clients or helping people launch podcasts through education. And um, those are sort of the big things on my horizon from my business standpoint. Um, and then in my personal life, uh, as far as uh, my goals, I, I've, I've been reading a ton of books lately. So I'm just, I've been trying to read like two books a month. So that's been a really fun uh, sort of meditative thing for me. And for some reason, I'm attracted to uh, nonfiction historical books. I don't know why. So I'm ripping through a bunch of those. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it, it actually happened and I can go research it later. I do read fiction, but I tend to be drawn more towards that. But other than that, I'm just trying to connect with as many people, continue to interview people. Con podcasting is um, just at the beginning stages of an explosion. So people like yourself are way ahead of the curve. Um, 
I just got back from PodFest 2020, and I learned that there are 650 million blogs being posted online. There are uh, 300 million YouTube channels, and there's 900,000 podcasts. And even better, oh. even better than that, only 226,000 of those 900,000 have posted an episode in the last 90 days, okay? And Apple Podcasts gets 90 million listeners a month. So think about this. You've got a pool of 90 million people, and you only have 225,999 competitors, right? As opposed to you know, the internet of 8 billion people and 650 million blogs to connect with. So right now, and especially with what's going on in the world and with us all being sort of uh, in our homes, I think that there's going to be an even bigger influx of podcast launch. But right now is a huge time to have a podcast, launch a podcast, grow an audience. And it's I've helped so many people grow six-figure businesses through just the podcast funnel, just by giving value giving away secrets, helping people, and then telling them, hey, I do this coaching or I have a product or I have a book. And uh, I have multiple clients who basically started at zero um, and have like multiple six-figure coaching or membership sites that we know specifically can be linked back to people opting in through their podcast. So if you are a business owner or you do anything online, podcasting is one of the best uh, platforms you can use because it's frictionless. Like you could be listening to this right now and riding a bike or bench pressing or exactly. walking your dog or washing your dishes, but you can't do all those things while you're reading a blog. And people read a blog in their own voice, in their own mood. So if I'm in a bad mood and I read your blog, I'm going to read that in a bad voice, in a bad mood. But if I hear you telling me something and you're in a good mood and you're sharing and you're just you're just like vibrating your passion through this oozing through this microphone into my ears you're going to get me jazzed up and I'm going to be interested in you. You have me sold. Like, <laughs> I feel like I need to start another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the truth and there's never been a better time to reach everybody. We all got a, a computer that has more processing power than the Apollo uh 13 or 11 mission that took us to the moon and everybody can access you at the click of a button. And we're all, um, I don't know about you, but I, everywhere I look, everyone's on their phone and every gym I go to, everyone's got headphones on and every airport, everyone's got earbuds. Yes. In. People are ready to consume your information and they want to do it while they're doing something else. We're multitasking all the time. Um, so here's a pro tip. If you're a multitasker like me, close all the tabs on your computer go sit in a quiet room and count to 10 and breathe for a little while and calm down. But for, <laughs> for podcasters, like I got you, nervous when you said close all the tabs. Right? <laughs> close all those tabs out. But like for people like you and me who are podcasting right now, you know, we have access to the entire globe because people have phones and they want free content, evergreen content. They can listen to it whenever they want. They don't have to wait. They don't have to, I mean, it's just, and then, you know, you've probably found a podcast that you love. You find a new podcast you love and it's like, oh my God, there's 50 more episodes out there and you get to listen to them all. It's so exciting. It's like finding a new band that has a bunch of albums that you never heard, you know? And, yes. And you do this once and you put it out and it works for you forever. So 
I'm a big proponent of using podcasts to grow a business and just putting yourself out there into the world in a different way. Podcasting is way easier than video. I do videos. It takes up oh, the lighting and the camera and then you got to put it together. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> one of the worst. And then, you know, I'm, I have a shaved head, so I'm shiny and it's like, I don't like the way I look, but podcasting, I just get to hide behind my microphone and be me. I can wave my hands because I'm Italian and no one can see me and I can, you know, I can make a mistake and edit it out. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just such a wonderful platform and you really don't need a lot of equipment to do it. So, um, again, I'm just, I'm just jazzed out of my mind on podcasting. And I hope that if you're listening and you have one, that this, this inspires you to keep going. If you don't have one, to look into starting a podcast. I agree completely. Um, And I'll also add to that just one more thing is that podcasting is high level content. So guys, you've been watching and listening and things like that to me, but um, you've seen like some of the captions that are on Instagram and LinkedIn, they come from the podcast episodes. There you go. You're able to share out the audio. You're able to pull from your transcripts, quotes, you know, you have one big high level piece of content that you can chop up into a million different pieces and use so many different ways. And I see people just feeling like they have to constantly keep creating new stuff and instead of actually focusing on their business. But a podcast really does allow you to have one main piece of content a week, or if you want to do every other week episodes, and you can just use it so many different ways, so many ways. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V, but he has a whole slide deck that you can Google. Uh, it's the um, content pillar uh, slide deck. And basically he says exactly what you just said. You take one giant piece of content you and you, you chop it up and make micro content that you continue to release. So it's a great way to uh, promote your podcast over and over and over again without just saying, hey, I have a new episode. Hey, I have a new episode. You give people, I like to call them golden nuggets where you cut 60 seconds out, the best 60 seconds out of your podcast and you make it into like an audiogram or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you share that and you'd be surprised how many people you will get to listen to you because they hear this wonderful little piece that creates intrigue and they get to know you and your voice and your style and uh, it's awesome. And, and you know, the, the most I hear from people about not wanting to start a podcast are, is this. I'm afraid no one's going to listen to me, right? I have clients who go, I'm only getting 150 downloads an episode. And I go, hey, listen, could you imagine walking into a room every week and there's 150 people sitting there waiting to hear what you have to say? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that sounds kind of nerve wracking. It's like, yeah, you're already yeah. Doing, you're already doing that. And then the other thing is that people say, I don't like the way my voice sounds. And I just want to say from a standpoint of somebody who's a singer and somebody who's a podcaster, nobody likes the way their voice sounds, but nobody hears your voice like uh, you do. So you're going to be your worst critic. You're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, I sound nasally or I sound weird. If you have a weird voice, (laughs) I think it's even better. I think if you have an interesting voice, think of all the cartoons you watch, like Disney movies, you got Steve Buscemi, who's got a crazy weird voice and he gets all the acting gigs for voiceovers because he's got a weird voice. Um, and it's memorable and it's memorable. So I, I often encourage, I don't, I will, I'll get off my soapbox here in a second, but I just want to encourage you like be a snowflake. You are you, you have your voice, you are interesting, you have your own stories, you have your own background that nobody else has. And that is what makes you unique. So do that on your podcast. Don't try to be Amy Porterfield. Don't try to be Rachel Hollis. Don't try to be Tim Ferriss. Just do you and create something new. And all those people 
are just putting themselves out there as they are for the most part. And, you know, that's what we love is we love authenticity. So don't, don't overthink yourself. Just, you know, and, and this is funny for me to say, cause I just said how I don't like the way I look on video and all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I need to take my own advice, but uh, just go for it. Like weird voice or no weird voice, uh, crazy stories or no crazy stories. Just totally just go for it. Oh, you bring me to the very last question that I ask all of my guests. This is the only one that I've kept consistent. Oh, cool. <laughs> what is one thing that has helped you flaunt your fire? I would have to say uh, being unapologetically myself. So I think that if you know me, you either really like me or you don't like me at all. You don't really go, eh, he's okay. And I think that's a really good thing. I think in some capacity, like I'm not, mm -hmm. not saying be mean to people, but I'm saying is like by being polarizing, you get the right people and you don't want to be everything to everyone. You want your specific people who like you and your specific people who don't like you. So I am a very big proponent, like I just mentioned, about being transparent, about being authentic, flaws and all, right? I am who I am. And I think that that has a magnetic quality that brings me the right people to me, like um, partners and friends and my wife and, um, you know, business people and audience. I think it's just like, I think when you get to me that you know that I'm being me and I'm not putting, I'm not a character playing a character. Um, so I think that when I think of the phrase flaunting my fire, I think about like just being me and not caring what anybody thinks, just like, this is who I am and I'm just going to own it. Um, and that's, that's the best way I could wrap it up. How do you, what, what, tell me the answer to the question, your answer to that question. Oh, I would say it's doing things that scare me. Um, a combination of being myself unapologetically and also allowing myself to push myself to do the things that I thought were scary and realizing that they're actually not that scary after all. What was the last thing you did that scared you that you can think of? Hmm. Starting this podcast. Yeah, there you go. See? And look, <laughs> Public speaking and look, yeah. scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, and I'll add stepping on a stage to do public speaking as well. Okay. And after you do those things, how do you feel? Um, I will tell anybody that's listening the first few episodes. I was like so nervous. One of them I scrapped. <laughs> Actually, maybe two of them I scrapped. But the more you do it, the more you feel comfortable in it. So I feel incredibly comfortable now compared to where I started. You sound incredibly comfortable. You sound like you've been doing this for a decade. When you when you're interviewing people, I just you you have a you have a great way of of having a conversation and uh, I implore anybody to go listen to the very first episode of your favorite podcast. It's probably pretty rough. Like go back and listen yeah. to Ferris's first episode. <laughs> I mean, I still I mean I just think that that's the best way that you can see your own growth is just like, go for it. Like progress beats perfection in, in all aspects of life. So if it's you writing a book or if it's you working out or if it's you doing whatever, as long as you're making forward momentum, you're not dying. Right. So, um, you know, fear is right now in 2020 it, in on this day, fear is the overarching feeling that's going out you know, it's taken over anxiety, I think, uh, this month. Yeah. And, you know, the only, th the only thing that fear does is, is, is puts handcuffs on you, right? You just have to go, Hey, listen, like 
is anyone going to die if I podcast, right? If I say the wrong thing? No. Like, you know, you don't want to do hate speech or anything like that. But the reality of what's the worst thing that could happen by podcasting is very minimal. So, um, awesome. I love the phrase flaunt your fire. It's got the alliteration, you know, it rolls right off my tongue and it makes me feel like, like warm and powerful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Now I know I'm going to put it in the show notes, but our listeners are like, we love Travis and we want more of them. Where would you like them to go find you? You you know, I basically spent all my time on Instagram. So I'm at Poddex, P-O-D-D-E-C-K-S. Um, I go live all the time and interview people and ask questions. I post uh, podcasting tips as much as I can. So that's the main place I'll be. I don't really spend a lot of time on the other social platforms because they don't bring me joy. So I just go where the joy is. Um, and then as far as the other place you could find me on the web, you can just go to um, podcastbuddy.co. Uh, that's where I have like, I do editing. I have a course. And you know what? If If anyone's listening and you're thinking about starting a podcast, I have a course called Shortcut to Podcasting. The first person that emails India and says, I want that course, we will get you a free login to the course and you can start podcasting. How does that sound? Oh, I love that. I'm sure my audience will too. All right. I'm curious to see who emails first. Yeah. So (laughs) go get that. Go get that. So uh, um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. And uh, I really appreciate you letting me talk about my adventures through podcasting with you. And I enjoyed interviewing you before, and this has just been uh, a treat. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you again for offering that to the audience. I know they're going to love it. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You too. I hope to talk to you again soon. Wow. What an episode. I am so grateful for all of the gems that we were able to provide you listening especially at a time like this where I know we're making the most of our time at home and that might include starting a podcast. It might include rethinking our strategy about the podcast we already have. It might include reaching out and pitching people to be interviewed on their podcast. And I think there's something to take away from here for everyone listening, no matter what part of the journey you are in that. And if you want to take Travis up on his offer you are welcome to email us the first one of course gets first dibs <laughs> at team t-e-a-m at flaunt and I'm excited to see who emails first also if you're listening and you're like you know what I really do want to get more strategic about my approach to podcasting whether I'm looking to be featured on other people's or I'm looking to launch my own and I really just want to figure out the first place to start or hey I've had a podcast for a while and it's time to do some things to get us in front of more people um One of the things that's on the radar right now that our design team has been doing is we've been really going in and revamping people's podcast cover art you know, it's a great time to do that because when you're just scroll, scroll, scrolling at podcast, you want to make sure that you stand out in all the little squares of podcast graphics on uh, Apple and iHeartRadio and all the other apps out there. So I would love to have a conversation with you about that. You are able to go into the show notes. There'll be a link to book a call. It's complimentary with me. 
and we can just get to know each other a little bit better and I can point you in the right direction for the next step for you, whether that's some design services, whether that is getting a dedicated podcast editor so you can free up some of your time to focus on your business, whatever that is, we can have that conversation and I can get you started in the right direction. You know, I love to put you in imperfect action and get you started right now. And honestly, there's no better time than today. Let's get started today on your podcast journey. All right. If you found this episode useful, if you love the tips and tricks here, if you just enjoy the conversation, I am going to ask you for a favor. Head on over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review rate us, give us a star rating and leave us a review that puts us in front of more people. And if you know someone that you think would benefit from hearing this episode, share it with them. I will see you in the next episode. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?